Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Apostle Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Thank you for joining us again on the podcast today. And we're going to be talking about today leading with kingdom purposes. Last week, uh, we had our very dear Archbishop Harris Clark on talking about moving forward in spite of setbacks. My God, it was an awesome podcast. If you missed it, make sure to go back and tune in and listen to it because I believe that there are some things that have been said that will bless your heart. But today we're talking about leading with kingdom purposes. And you know that in the kingdom and the body of Christ, we're at a place where we want to be successful in our leadership. We want to, we're, we're desiring to lead as God would have us to lead. So today we are here to help leaders understand how to lead with kingdom purposes. And with that in mind, Archbishop, thank you again for joining us on the podcast today. How are you again? I am well, Apostle, and yourself? I am doing well by the grace of God. I'm just honored again to have you on today to begin to talk to us about leading with kingdom person, uh, excuse me, purpose, because I know that you are a person that uh, loves leadership. You love to talk about leadership, um, and yes. you have a fellowship, which you would talk about a little bit later, uh, where leaders are following you. So you are an example of leading with kingdom purposes. So this is what we're going to talk about a little bit today: is leading with kingdom purposes. So with that in mind, we're going to talk, you know, start talking about uh, what makes a great leader. So can you elaborate a little bit on uh, what are some things that make a great leader? I, I think what makes a great leader is to um, look at oneself. If one mm-hmm. begins to be honest with with, with his or herself, um, then I, I think that, that they could go further in life. In other words, if you improve on yourself, number one, also um, Take, take begin to take responsibility for your for the rejection or don't take the responsibility for rejection personally. You can't take it personally because someone uh, objected to something that you you thought, and don't, don't let the failure point to your success. I should say let well let the failure point to your success. I got it backwards. So let failure point to your success. If you'd be willing to do those three things, then I think that the sky would be the limit for you. Um, you can't be emotional and be a leader. You shouldn't be emotional and be a leader. One has to be sound, grounded, uh, have a foundation. And, uh, there again, uh, a good leader had to become a good follower before he or she had become a good leader. So leadership is important. Mm-hmm. We can't get enough of leadership, Apostle, in my opinion. And any time that you have a flaw in leadership, you're going to have a flaw in followership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. 
And, you know, something that you said that, you know, I was kind of laughing, but it is true. You cannot be emotional and be a leader. My goodness, how many times do we see <laughs> leaders who get in their emotions, you know, because mm-hmm. they get offended. You know, when yeah. I was growing up in church, um, we had to get our feelings off of our shoulders. <laughs> you had to leave them, them feelings and those emotions yeah. behind because the Spirit of the Lord was moving, and you had to follow after the Spirit. You had to hear the Spirit of the Lord, um, and, and the Spirit was moving. People was being healed at my ministry, uh, at the ministry that I was a part of when my under my pastor. You know, people mm-hmm. was being healed, set free and delivered. You know, sicknesses was leaving. I remember we had... Uh, write out deliverance services. And there was a lot of times where if we wasn't moving fast enough, um, we would get corrected, you know, but we didn't take it personal because we wanted to learn more about how to to perfect the kingdom. But Mm -hmm. in this day and time, you know, if somebody gets chastised, you know, for a little bit of thing or you you correct them, they get offended and, you know, want to leave or want to give up or want to get upset Mm -hmm. and want to talk about things. But a great leader has to understand that you have to be able to take uh, corrective criticism. You know, none of us want to be criticized. None of us want to say that something is wrong about us. But I've learned even on my job uh, that it's good to have uh, someone to critique you or to have criticism because how can you be better if you don't have that critique and that criticism? Amen. Amen, Apostle. But you know what? Also, um, leadership began with integrity. So just listen, to, uh, I'm going to give you an example. Well, not, I'm going to make a statement, if I may, for mm-hmm. one, one, one or two statements. Uh, the first would be, how, how well do I treat, you could ask yourself, uh, how well do I treat people whom I can't get nothing from, that I can't gain anything <laughs> from them? How well do I treat them? And then number two is, is am I transparent with others? Am I transparent with others? Uh, do I role play be, uh, based on the person I'm with? You know, all these integrity questions, and integrity is what we do uh, when nobody's listening. I mean, what no, when nobody's watching, I should say, it's not what, what do we do in, in front of Everybody can have integrity in front of other people, but it's what we can do when nobody is watching us. Uh, do I quickly admit wrongdoing without being pressed to do so? In other words, can I am I man and woman enough to say, you know what, I was wrong. Take the responsibility of myself. Do I make difficult decisions even when uh, they have a personal cost attached to them? In other words, am I being man and woman enough to to make the decision regardless of the outcome? Uh, am I man and woman enough to tell the truth to a, a great tithe giver, but you don't you don't want to hurt the feeling because you might lose the tithe? You know. All these things, uh, in my opinion, has to do with leadership, but it's, it's also a measure of uh, the integrity of that particular leader that that one might would have, of, of that we might become. So that's a little, little tidbit from from our, His Eminence Archbishop Clark today that you can. Uh, <laughs> that was free, Apostle, so you can have that one. Well, thank you, Archbishop. I appreciate that, and I, and I think the I know uh, that the listeners appreciate that too as well. You know, in order if if we're going to build the kingdom of God, then we have to listen to some of those tidbits that He gave us so that we can go forward um, and, and not wear a chip upon our shoulders. Thank you know, you, um, you thank know. You. Uh, you know, children keep chips on their shoulders, but a leader knows how to uh, brush it off and keep moving. 
And I think in the kingdom of God, we have to mature, you know, um, and we have to have strong meat and not milk. We've been on milk too long, and uh, we need to have strong meat. That means we need to stop, you know, minoring in the minors and the time to major in the majors. We need to get to the point where we can realize what we have been put on this earth to do, and no matter what we have to do in order to do it, we will not let offense come in and kick us out of the kingdom. And then, you know, I've I've seen so many people that have allowed offense to come in and kick them out of the kingdom, you know. And we, we, we look at people and we expect people to be a certain way. You know, we blame the church for this. You know, we blame others for that. But like you said, it's time to look at ourselves. It's time to evaluate, you know, what we are doing and how we are doing it. You know, we shouldn't allow people to have so much power over us that we stop leading like God called us to lead. You know, we talked about that on last week. We talked about in spite of, moving forward in spite of. And so a good leader understands that, you know, if I'm corrected, was it true? You know, what Mm -hmm. was what it said was true, whether it hurt me, um, whether it, you know, got to me, but is it really true? A true leader really self-evaluates and say, wait a minute now, is this me? And if it is, God help me to change because Mm -hmm. we should always have a humble heart, you know, to say, you know what, God, you know, I'm not perfect, you know, and I need your help. You know, I'm reminded of the story of the Pharisees and and the, um, uh, what was the story? The story of the Pharisee and uh, the guy, I think he was a tax collector, or in, so they were in the temple and they were praying. And he was like, Lord, I did all of this. I pray, I fast, I pay my tithes. Mm-hmm. You know, I do, I'm just paraphrasing it. And then right. the, first, the text collector say, Lord, he just beat upon his heart and say, Lord, I am just a sinner. Have mercy on me. And the, oh, yeah. the Bible says that the yeah. Lord heard his prayer versus the, the Pharisees' prayer because he just thought he was just this and that and the other. So my mm-hmm. point is that we need to look at our insignificant, you know, our frailties, we need to look at those things and say, wait a minute, how can I change? How do I need to be helped by the Lord? And if it comes up that it's an issue that somebody is bringing to my attention, don't so be so quick to take offense, but look at it and say, okay, Lord, that is true. How can I change it? That's what makes a good leader. You know, if Amen. it's true, how can I change it? That's so that's and, great. And, Those are some great points, Archbishop. Well, well, you know, and, and there again, another one come to mind is that when I have something to say about people, do I talk to them or talk about them? See, that mm-hmm. has a lot to do mm-hmm. with, with the leader. It has a lot to do with their integrity, too. Uh, we should be uh, men and women of God enough. Think think about this, uh, Apostles, that God, out of all the billions of people in the world, God chose us to lead mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. build the kingdom. So what 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 makes us better than the other person? There's nothing that separates and makes us better mm-hmm. than the other person, other than the fact that God chose us. That's why I say mm-hmm. many are called, but few mm-hmm. are chosen. So mm-hmm. He chose mm-hmm. us uh, from the ones that were called, you know. And and so I think of that a lot of times. Out of the billions of people, here I am, a little nobody here in Anderson, South mm-hmm. Carolina, a little, a little country bumpkin, as one would say. 
But, you know, he chose us to lead his people. Now, to me, uh, by being, being a leader as a pastor, uh, that this is a great, this calling is greater than the president of the, becoming the president of the United States, uh, or any country for that go, in my opinion, being chosen by God to lead his people in times that we're living in now. Oh, my God. I mean, you think about that. Mm-hmm. What an mm-hmm. honor and a privilege. He thought enough of us. When we didn't even think of ourselves, he thought of us. And he ordained us. He called us for such a time like this to lead yes. the kingdom of God. I'm sorry. Go yes. ahead. Yes, yes, yes. No, that is so true. When you were talking about that and, you know, leading, and we're not just talking about being a pastor. We're talking about leading. You could be leading as an usher. You could be leading in the missionary field. You know, you could just be leading by encouraging your fellow member at the church, you know. Amen. Um, You don't even have to be at the church. You can be a leader without, you you don't need to have a a title to lead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, people think that that one has to have a title to lead, but no, I I disagree. You don't need a title. If, if leadership is in you, you'll lead without having a title. The title should that not make so you true. lead. You should lead without the title. That's so true. That is so true. And that's where we are and where we need to be um, is that because that's that's kingdom. You know, yes, when, we, when we accepted Christ, when we have salvation and when, when we say, Lord, come into my life and, Lord, live through me, that was the... Uh, that was the okay for you to get ready to leave <laughs> because you say, Lord, use me. <laughs> yes, Lord, have right. your way with me. Mm-hmm. So that was a signed approval. Okay, now it is time for you to lead. How am I going to lead? I'm going to lead in holiness. I'm going to lead in loving my brother and my sister. I'm going to lead in letting go of those old things and embracing the new um, and lead by letting go of the things that have held me back and going forward. But not only that, I'm going to serve in the area where God has called me to serve in. Uh, and so doing those things caused us, to be able to be a great leader and being able to follow makes a great leader. You know, every leader, even in the world today, you hear the star movie stars, you hear uh, the business executives, uh, even though they are leaders, they still have somebody that mentors them, somebody that helps That's them out, cool. somebody that sows into them or encourages them and, and, and put places um, their knowledge within them. So a great leader has to learn how to continue to uh, follow. They have to continue to want more knowledge, continue to be able to learn more about what you are doing and never think that you've arrived at everything. And so that's what makes a great leader as well. When we think that we have met and arrived, we need to go back and say, there's something else that I can learn. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this in Bible study, uh, how, uh, you know, don't ever think that you know you can know everything that you can know about a subject because there's always something new that you can learn. Even when you're reading your Bible, you can read it from front to cover, from Genesis to Revelation, but every time you go back and start reading it again, you always find something new. And so mm-hmm. a great leader has to understand as well that you have to have the mind to be open and willing uh, to receive knowledge and information that can enhance your gifts. 
And so I think that's very important as well. So thank you so much uh, for those. And we've, we've talked about May I, may I say two things. other things? Yes, remember yes. this, right? You can remember this right here. Leadership developed daily, not in a day. It's developed daily, but not in a day. Yes, yes. And, and, and the last thing I'll, I'll say, you don't send, uh, you don't send your ducks to Eagle School. What that means is, <laughs> <laughs> what that means is, you don't you you take your leaders. You don't send a a, a leader. To a non-leadership school, uh, you don't mm-hmm. you don't put your leaders with someone that can't lead that was born a follower, but you put mm-hmm. your leaders with other leaders that has gone before you, and you try to follow their footsteps in the Lord the best that you possibly can. You know, uh, the Lord left, in my opinion, left all this on record in the Bible that we can follow, we can go by. You know, Paul, Peter, John. James, you know, you named the list uh, of of all these people that that was in, the, in that's in the Bible that God left as examples for us that we can uh, we can gird up ourselves and mm-hmm. be like them or try to follow those footsteps the best we can we possibly can. I know what someone might be saying. You know, what, what about David? What about David? The Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. I know David had his issues and all that, but still. God says he, he loved David. He's the only one in the whole Bible. It wasn't Peter. It wasn't Paul. It wasn't James. It wasn't John. That God says he's a man after my own heart because David was always free, I mean, ready and willing to repent when he messed up. He's ready yeah, to repent. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Apostle. No, that was good. That was good. And he was willing and ready to repent like you said, and that goes back to be willing to uh, be humble and, and, and know when you're wrong and admit Amen. when you're wrong and don't don't get upset about it and get mad and, you know, leave or, you know, get upset about it and, you know, fuss everybody else. If, if you're wrong, just say you're wrong <laughs> and Amen. say, okay, God, I'm going to pick up and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restart this thing because there's kingdom in mind. I, I have to walk in the kingdom. You know, Amen. and I have to fulfill what God has said over my life. There's purpose and hope in me. So that is awesome. Thank you so much for those tips, listeners. If you are listening and, and you can't get all of them at one time, you can go back and listen to them again and write them down so that you'll have them with you. So we've talked a lot about what makes a successful leader, but uh, Archbishop, what makes some, what makes for some unsuccessful leadership? I, I think it would be some of the, the uh, things that we t- I talked about earlier, uh, apostle that uh, that's not willing to do those things that that blame others for his or her uh, debacles or to blame that blame others will not stand up for what uh, what is right uh, don't take and not being able to take uh, your, your you know what you call in right wrong and wrong right but you're not being you're not willing to take the um, account of what you've done or what you didn't do or what you should have done. Mm-hmm. All those things make, uh, you know, unsuccessful leadership. It, the integ- it goes back to the integrity again uh, that I talked about earlier, just being able to, that people can trust you. Remember, we lead other people. We don't. You don't lead yourself per se, you, you, but you lead other people. And you lead by example, not by mouth. 
you know, anybody can can have. Everybody has a mouth. Everybody can say that they uh, they're leading per se. But we lead by example. It's not what you say, but it's what you do. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know. You have people say, "Well, this is what you should do." They're saying all these things, but then they're doing something else. So I think that's what makes, in my opinion, an unsuccessful leader is when our integrity no longer intact, um, and we'll we'll begin to waver in things that we shouldn't waver in. So I, that we begin to find flaws in everybody else's leadership, but nothing is in yours. You know, you can't that's see good. what yeah. you've done wrong, but you can always find fault in what somebody else has done. Versus being man or woman enough to own up, you know, hey, I, I was wrong. I've, I come short, you know, and Lord forgive me. But no, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't do that. You blame everybody else. But like Saul, Saul, Saul said, you remember when Samuel told Saul to go and kill all the Amalekites, everything in the camp, every living thing? Mm-hmm. Saul came back and, you know, Samuel came back rather than asked Saul. Did he, he said, yeah. He said, well, what's that bleeding in my ear? In other words, Saul began to blame the people, that it was the people that made him do those things versus taking a lead ownership of himself. He always blamed the people. What, what, did, what did Aaron do when Moses was up on the mountain to receive the tablets? What did he do? He, he, he made the golden calf. But what did he do? He blamed, he came back, he blamed the people. The people made him make that calf. You know, he said the calf just came out of nowhere, just boom, he showed up. But it was the people. Uh-huh. So that's what leadership, uh, you know, you're not taking ownership for what you've done. So a leader takes uh, ownership for the good, bad, or indifference, in my opinion. And when you don't do that, that's what makes one unsuccessful. Yes, that is so good. That is so good. Now, why does it seem like everyone desires to lead but no one wants to follow? That seems to be the theme these days. Everybody want to lead, but no one, no one wants to follow. It's because of the, in my opinion, it's because of the, the prestige. The, you know, uh, you find people that that the Lord saved today, they preaching tomorrow. The next day they are they're an elder. The next day they are they are bishop. The next day they're an apostle, apostle, bishop. However, one want to look at it, uh, because they think that by being in a leadership or being a leader, uh, making one think that you're a leader, that draws uh, that makes you look good. That makes you look good. But always remember, a leader is known by what he or she does, not what he he or she says. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a retired military, and in, in, in the military, you know, they train you. Uh, we always doing some type of leadership training. Uh, I was a senior NCO, um, and I had, you know, men under, under my watch. But I had to go to leadership training so I can, I can teach them. You know, but there are those that's ready to, to get up right now. And, you know, like I say, today, uh, the Lord gives them a word, and they think they're a prophet, and they start mm-hmm. calling themselves prophet, a prophetess, right. because of the the title, the prestige that goes along with it, and not realizing that at every level there's a new devil, there's an apostolic mm-hmm. demon for apostles, there's an apostolic demon for pastors. You know, at every level there's a, a higher devil that that you have to one has to attend with. So. 
but that's my opinion of what what takes place with those. Uh, everybody want to be a leader, but nobody want to follow. Yes, and you know, I was thinking about that, and you know, uh, I didn't ask to be a pastor. I didn't ask mm-hmm. to, you know, be an apostle. I didn't want to. Uh, not to say I didn't want to, but I I wasn't trying to be out front. And right. it seemed like the more I tried to stay behind and stay back, it was like the more the Lord was pushing me forward, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just telling the Lord, you know, Lord, I can just, you know, stay back here. I don't have to do. I don't have to do. But a leader is willing to be a servant if they never lead, you know. Amen. And so <laughs> I've learned that, you know, there's something that you said before. Everything that I've got, it come to, it, it, it came to me. Is that how you used to say it, Bishop? Everything that happened to me, it came to me, you know. So, you know, it's not necessarily that you're seeking the thing, but you're seeking him, and he's bringing those things to you. And so if we would get that right, you know, if we would get that right, we would may operate in what God has called us to operate because there's a lot of people operating out of uh, in the wrong position, I should say. And that's where the the problem comes, Apostle, not to cut you mm -hmm. off, but that's where the problem comes. Go ahead, Bishop. Uh, mm-hmm. Is when 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 they uh, lead, you, you know, God never called them to be a leader. He called them to be a follower. But now they want to be a leader. So there's that there's that demon at that level that they just put themselves on. And see, remember this, and I'll be quiet with it. For whatever leadership that God placed you in, God give you a grace for it. Okay, mm-hmm. and if you don't have that grace, you'll be swallowed up. By, mm-hmm. by the enemy. So he gave you a grace to be an apostle. There's a grace to come mm-hmm. with the, 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 being an apostle. There's a grace with, mm-hmm. grace to come with being an archbishop, you know. And you're right. Everything that happened to me in life, I never chased after. It it, it came to me. The archbishop people mm-hmm. came, found me. Same mm-hmm. way with the bishopric. All I did was just wait it, uh, the course, because God, that's one of the promises that God would, you know, uh, uh, I would be a bishop. I didn't ask for it like you, but I just waited on on what God brought to me. So everything he brought to me, and he gave me a grace for that position that I'm in. Every position I've ever been in, an overseer, an elder, a pastor, you know, all all the positions, he gave me a grace with that. And if you don't have that grace, from God for that position, then you're going to be, you could be eaten alive. I ain't going to say you will, but you could be eaten alive if God doesn't grace you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with that being said, can an individual lead and follow at the same time in certain situations? Uh, yes. I say yes uh, and mm-hmm. no. I say yes and no. Uh, mm-hmm. But but, but uh, from the yes standpoint, I think you could be, uh, yeah, I'll say yes, yes, you can do that. Because, mm-hmm. for instance, you know, I, I, have a, I, I have a spiritual father, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm a leader, but also he's a leader. So mm-hmm. uh, when, when he, because I look up to him, so guess what? I'm, even though I'm a leader, I also follow. follow. I follow what mm-hmm. he acts. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you can do both. And the same with you. You, you. you know, I thought about that. You know, I'm a leader and pastor at my church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I follow under your fellowship, you know, as a part exactly. of your fellowship. You're, you're exactly. you know, you're my archbishop, you're my spiritual father. So even though I lead at my local church, mm-hmm. I also follow 
you and lead and serve uh, you as well in the fellowship, just so, just as other pastors in in Kingdom Life Fellowship are doing. And yes, so you, we, you know, to me, a great leader is a great follower. All great Amen. leaders were great followers. Very good. You know, yes, <laughs> they, they follow. You know, I think about my pastor. You know, I followed after, followed after, followed after. It's kind of like Elijah and Elisha. You know, mm-hmm. um, when you follow, you follow. You can't. If you're following a great leader, that mantle is gonna fall on you. Amen. And so it's important that you, you know, you are a great follower. Uh, but in this day and time, I'm gonna tell you, you know, um, and this is speaking to the pastors. You know, we have members who, you know, they want to be leaders, they want the title, but they don't produce. You know, they don't call, they don't be accountable. You know, they don't uh, let you know when they're not going to be there. Uh, you, you give them assignment. They have to do the assignment. Not all uh, leaders, mm-hmm. but you have those that do that. And we have to reevaluate, you know, am I leading with kingdom purpose or am I just leading for the prestige like you talked about, Archbishop? And I mm-hmm. think a lot of times uh, God has called people, but they get caught up in the prestige and fall short on leading with kingdom purposes and actually doing what he's called us to do. Amen. Uh, so so yeah. well, well said. But also another tidbit, in my opinion, is always remember a leader is always willing to learn. He's forever mm-hmm. learning. Okay? Mm-hmm. When, when, when you're a leader, uh, you find a, a person say they're a leader, but they know it all, then uh, they look for failure. Because uh, yeah. think about a leaf always stays on the tree until it get brown, then it falls off, mm-hmm. and, and what is it good for nothing but to be trampled on? You know, get into back into the uh, the cycle of uh, you know of of the dirt, enriching the dirt, and so forth. So mm-hmm. a leader is always learning. They should be always willing to learn. Stay green. A leader should always stay green. And they'll stay on the tree. But when they get brown, they, they get too ripe, they get to knowing it all, you can't tell, tell them nothing, then you're in for a, a failure. Well, they've already fallen. When they quit learning, they, and to me, they've already fallen. Yes, yes. You know, and, you know, I was going to ask, you know, our purpose for leading and operating the kingdom, but I think it goes with, you know, what I was going to ask as well. So I'll just ask this. Where do you see... Uh, leaders heading in the next several years um, who operate in their full potential in God? Uh, the next several years, I see, uh, uh, let me just put it this way, I, I, I pray for prayerful that, that we as leaders and the leaders are, that are true leaders that's operating within the kingdom of God, that is a five-fold ministry leaders, uh, I think that we it's going to take our prayers to turn this country back around. Uh, in my opinion, we're we're headed this country and right now is headed in the wrong direction. So many things are happening. Uh, you know, with the COVID nineteen, the Delta virus, uh, variants rather, and all these other things. The border is wide open. And, you know, all these things that are happening uh, here, and I think that. Within the next five years, I say the next five years, those of us that are true leaders, uh, we're going to be the one that the Lord's going to allow to turn this country back face up. In other words, we always talk about God bless America and the time for America to bless God. Um, yeah. And I think those leaders 
those true leaders that you're asking about, Apostle, in my opinion, we're going to be the be the the remnant that's going to help save America and turn us back, uh, turn it's turn us back to God. That's why I yeah. see. I said within the five within five years from now. That's why I see that the leadership as a whole, those uh, pastors and leaders uh, within leadership that's building your kingdom principle, realizing that it's not about them, but it's all about building the kingdom. Uh, that's what it's going to take, in my opinion, to to save America, and it turns back, turn us back toward God. Yes, yes, and it's going to take, you know, us sacrificing. Uh, It's going to take us sacrificing ourselves in order for the greatest good for God's kingdom to to be done so that we can be in position not only to preach to people but be an asset to the world, you know, to where we're able to give, where we're able to build the communities, you know, where we're able to stretch out and reach out further in our finances for those that are homeless and those that are, uh, you know, sick or the the widows and the orphans and all of those type of things that the gospel tells us to do. You know, in this time and season, I believe that God is changing the finances in the areas around for the body of Christ so that we are able to extend the kingdom of God in the earth today. His kingdom takes care of uh, not just the saved but the unsaved. That's what, what what God, he loves all people. And we were talking about this in Bible study. He loves all people. And so as leaders today, we have got to stand in the gap and be there for a lost world and be there for those that don't even think they're lost, but we can be a hope and a voice. And it's only going to start when we start becoming accountable, we start um, gathering together on one accord and have the same mind, the same determination, and being a great follower at our local churches to build up our pastors, encourage our pastors and leaders, and stand behind them strong so that we have the support system within the church to be able to go out and build God's kingdom and let people know that he is alive and he is well and he has power and he's not a weak God. And so our leaders in the church of the world today I believe, like you said, we're going to see that within the next five years. And so I'm thanking God for that, uh, that we're going to see. We we have only begun. We've just begun to see the great kingdom leadership in the earth today. So I thank you, Archbishop, for that. But would you pray for, you know, the leaders that are coming up, and um, not only in the church, but for the leaders in the world today? Would you mind praying for the leaders, please? No, ma'am, but before I pray, I want to say you're one of the ones, Apostle, that's going to have a great impact uh, that the Lord is going to use here in these, within the next five years. You're going to be the one that got the voices that's going to uh, cry out uh, as an uh, as an evangelist, even though I know you you be you're married and you be married and and have ministry, but you're still going to be an evangelist that, that the Lord is going to allow you to travel uh, and you yeah. breaking up things, uh, teaching deliverance and um, healing, salvation, all those things that uh, that has been placed within your heart. The Lord is going to allow you to do the very thing that you you're talking about. Uh, you did not get the mantle from your your pastor uh, for nothing, uh, or the grace. That the mantle is the grace as well. Is that that's that grace to to move in the apostolic. So, within the five years, you are one of the voices that the earth is going to hear. Uh, that the Lord has been hiding you in the cleft of the mountain, like He did Moses. 
for a period of time. So you're one of the voices that the Lord is going to uh, bring forth within America um, that you, you, you've been waiting in the background, but God is going to bring you forth. So within five years from now, I prophesy uh, with the word of the Lord that you will be a voice uh, within the it's within the world, not only within the yeah, United yeah. States, but within the world, God is going to allow you to travel far and near, uh, bringing the gospel. Uh, I, I see the anointing like Catherine Kuhlman, uh that the anointing that was on her life. God just said that it's going to double your life. Uh, they're going to mm-hmm. walk in your shadow, and they will be healed. Says the Lord. He says, I'm, I'm going to use you for such a time and a season when people thought that he had forgotten you. He said he was just reserving you for the time that we're coming into right now in Jesus' name. So, Father, seal these words over her life as I begin to pray yes. for others. In Jesus' name, mm-hmm. amen. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you again for the even the potential leaders that you already uh, spoken to, Father, from their mother, mother's womb. Father, I decree and declare that you're going to allow them to begin to come forth within the next five years and bring forth a difference within this world, within this yes, United, yes. within the United States of America. Father, I speak and decree and declare, Father, that the men and women that you ordained from the beginning of time, let them let their voices be heard. Give them a platform that many... Uh, even the enemy never dreamed that they were held. And, Father, I thank you for putting a hedge around every man, woman, boy, or girl yes. that you've already called. Yes. Put the hedge around them, Father, so the enemy would not have a right, a way to uh, dart or get it within between the hedges, but they'll be covered by your blood. Father, I decree yes. and declare that within the next five years, your glory shall uh, encompass all of the leaders that you have called for such a time as this, thank you for the no-name people that you're bringing forth right now. Thank you for the ones you, like the apostle, that you already left in the cleft of the mountain, that you're bringing her mouth forth, Father. You have set her aside for such a time as this, for the season that we are entering into. She will be the voice, as you already spoken, along with many other ladies, men, women, boys, and girls that shall come forth. Yes, but you said you, sh- you shall use her mightily because of the weight of glory that was upon her life. I thank you, Father, for all of these leaders that you're birthing and that they're coming forth even as of tonight or this day, Father. Yes, this yes. is a new day that you've already started. And I decree and declare that your glory is being released within the earth. Father, we are going to come back to you as a nation. And, Father, we're going to bless you just as you already blessed us. So it's time for America to bless you. And we're going to bless you through the leadership as well as the fellowship, Father. Thank you for the great revival that shall be released yes, within the earth. Thank you, Father. The, the revival shall break out uh, all over America, Father. Great revival. Yes, Men, yes, women, boys, yes, and girls shall be saying the lame, the lame shall walk, the dumb shall talk, the deaf shall hear. The blind shall see, Father, in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that it would be so right now 
You're doing a new thing within the earth. Shall we not know it? Shall we not see it? Yes, because you've called us for such a time as this. And Father, you said in Amos, you'll do nothing in the earth unless you reveal it to your prophet first. So begin to speak to your prophet, Father, your, your prophet, your prophetess. Father, decree and declare them. Let them make a declaration out of their mouths, Father, from far and near what you're doing within the earth. I decree and declare that your glory is upon us. I declare Decree and declare that your will is upon us, that your word is being released into the four corners of this earth. And, Father, for that we say thank you for the salvation. Thank you for the deliverance. Thank you for the healing. Thank you for setting your captives free. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare it to be so within the next five years. In Jesus' name, yes, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. It is so. I receive it. I am so full. I have to share with you, Archbishop Later, some of the things that you spoke in my life. Amen. But um, just a true word from the Lord, listeners, and I tell you, everything that he said, uh, the Lord had been revealing to me, and the very things that he said I had been praying, especially with the Catherine Kuhlman, um, because I was just talking with somebody um, Oh, this earlier this week, or, la- or the beginning of the last week, I had talked to them about the Catherine Kuhlman anointing. And well, so I know that we are in Yes, so i uh, just honored, and I, I just say, as Mary said, be it unto me according to thy word. That's where I am with the Lord, and I'm just humbled. And listeners as well, get ready to, to, to have the hand of the Lord behind you as you lead the kingdom of God without fear, and you don't have to worry about the enemy taking you out of here because you have angels that have been assigned to you to protect you along your way. COVID can't take you out of here. Sickness can't take you out of here because God's hand is upon you, and you shall accomplish what he has called you to accomplish. And so I thank God for you just gracing us today, Archbishop, Archbishop, again with your presence. It has truly been a privilege to have you on these last couple of weeks. I know that there have been things that have been said that the listeners will take home, they will take heed to, and that they will be blessed. I know the prayers that you have prayed. We're going to hear the testimonies of what God has been doing just because they have been listening to the podcast. And you are truly uh, you are truly a leader who understands God and who understands true leadership. You've done that through uh, Kingdom Life Fellowship and how you have the pastors that have joined alongside of you from the different states and countries. So just for before we leave, listeners, I want to give Archbishop an opportunity to talk about Kingdom Life Fellowship. And if you are a pastor and you don't have a fellowship and you just want to be a fellowship with the body of Christ um, and able to join together, uh, you may want to consider uh, being a part of Kingdom Life Fellowship. So, Archbishop, before we go, would you tell us a little bit about Kingdom Life Fellowship and how can one can become a part if they're a pastor or a senior pastor? Again, thank you, Apostle, for having me on. Uh, I'm so privileged and honored that you would think enough of me to allow me to speak to your people uh, throughout this earth. Uh, as far as Kingdom Life Fellowship is uh, something that the Lord gave me back in 2004, we birthed it uh, here in uh, in Star, South Carolina, which is in, within Anderson County. You probably heard, might have heard of Anderson, but you probably never heard of a little town called Star, S-T-A-R-R, South Carolina. 2004, the Lord allowed us to bless uh, to, to begin to form this fellowship, Kingdom Life Fellowship. 
and he brought it from the standpoint of it wasn't no more church as usual. I, I realized that I was called for for kingdom business, and and I was a part of some reformation, but some of the reformation I was a part of, they didn't, they were not fivefold. They didn't believe in the fivefold uh, ministry, so. The, I could not find someone of like-minded uh, that had my DNA. Uh, and so the Lord, uh, we, we prayed, myself and many other people, we prayed, and the Lord allowed us to birth it in 2004. We're, we are not a large fellowship, but we do have churches um, all over uh, the, the country, especially overseas in, in South Africa and East Africa and West Africa and Europe and uh, in India. Uh, and also within the states, uh, we have uh, some churches here. So if you're a like-minded pastor, you're independent, you don't have a covering, uh, we would be honored to have you to uh, be a part of what we're doing here in the last uh, days. We've had great people uh, that come to minister at our convocation, Marvin Sapp, Noel Jones. Um, we've had uh, singers like Vicki Winan. Uh, can't take Beverly Crawford, and the list goes on. Uh, we've had some great men and women of God uh, that to come and, and begin to be a part of what we're doing. So, if you're interested in, please uh, don't hesitate to call eight six four three five two two or you can uh, drop us a, a letter, a pen, a letter uh, at the, within the mailbox, P.O. Box. It'd be Kingdom Life Fellowship, K-L-F-I-I, um, at uh, P.O. Box 1828, and that's in uh, Anderson, South Carolina, 29624. Um, I believe it is, 29624. So please, sir, please, ma'am, uh, we would be, we'd love to have you a part of what we're doing in the last days. Because the Lord is going to take us far, uh, further than we ever been, and stay longer than we ever have stayed anywhere in Him. So that's who we are. Again, uh, we we are a small uh, group of people. Uh, have a Holy Synod. Apostle Watkins is a part of the Holy Synod with the governing body, and I think you will like it, the format and things that we would do if you are independent and looking for a covering. Uh, here in, excuse me, within the last days. All right. Thank you, Apostle. I hope that uh, give have given our viewers some ideas, uh, uh, listeners some idea of who we are, a little bit of who we are. Also, you can visit the website at um, uh, www.klfii.org.org. I'm not sure if the website is up and running because we have a new designer uh, but we're working on it. So if it's not up and running, you'll be able to tell when you log on, if you're able to log on, log on to klfii.org, and uh, we'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to fill out a request there, send it uh, in, and get to the secretary, the secretary will get it to the right person and so forth. But thank you again, Apostle Watkins, for allowing me to take the time here on uh, your podcast. You could have gotten anyone uh, to share, but you allowed me to share, and I am forever grateful uh, to you for your um, allowing me to be a part of what the Lord is doing in your life these last days. All right? Thank you so much, Archbishop. And, again, if you need any more information, you can also um, 
send us a, a question in the comments box, and we will make sure to make sure that you have that information um, regarding Kingdom Life Fellowship. I can truly say, and I believe that you've heard it tonight, that um, I can truly say as a testimony that our Archbishop, you know, he's touchable, um, he's humble, amen, and he just wants the best for you and desires to see you grow. And whatever he can do to make that happen, I'm a living witness and a testimony um, that he is there to do that as God has given them him and his wife the assignment to be able to do that. And so we thank you again, listeners, for joining in on today. I'm so excited that you have decided to join us, and we look forward to the podcast all next month. And thank you again, Archbishop, for being on the line tonight. It means a lot, and I know that it's blessed the listeners tonight. So may the Lord continue to add upon your life and your ministry and your family, and may everything that you touch, God bless it, everywhere that the soles of your foot shall tread upon, we're believing that God has given it to you within the next five years. And if you're on the line within these next five years, I believe you're going to be turned around and God is going to do great things. And so we thank you again, listeners, and we pray that you have a wonderful day and we look forward to having you on the podcast again soon. God bless and have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.